14. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 40 Going On 14. I am Mike. I am Patrick. I'm Joel. And I'm Josh, and this week we're going to be talking about baking. So I assume it's mostly going to be 90 minutes of talking about powder and potatoes. <laughs> sure. Powder, potatoes, and baking things. Baking powder. And yes, baking potatoes and baking... And yeah. baking potatoes, yeah. And baking, baking powder. <laughs> and baking soda. And baking soda. Yes, we'll also talk about soda. This is a thing that we do. Yes, well, welcome to episode 314. We don't normally keep track of the numbers in public anymore since U-Tunes changed their policies on us, but we figured since this is 314, we could call an audible and change the topic. If you're listening to these in order, this is supposed to be the billboard show, but we're calling an audible. This is the baking show now. The pie show, baking show. Yep. I get it. Yeah. If you like pie, you might also like the delicious flavor served up by the podcasts on the Podcast Collective, such as Joel's own The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. The K is silent. The Internet with Scott the Pool Boy. (laughs) The Empty Rant Podcast. Talk music to me. And, of course, the Rad Dad Radio Hour. Is he okay? Maybe. I think he just choked on a turkey carcass. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's leftovers in the fridge. So I are all, right, all right. All right, that's the empty rant podcast. I'm sorry, I was looking at Rad Dead Radio Hour. When was the last Rad Dead Radio Hour episode live? He's, he's trying to kill it, guys. He's trying to kill it. I I'm not trying to kill it. I just want February first, twenty eighteen. So that's not very rad. Not very dad, is it? It's not really an hour anymore. It's not very radio either. True. Anyway, if you want more of this, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, Talk to Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and Podchaser, find us all over the web. If you can't find us, you are to forgot how to use the interwebs. Not looking hard enough. Right. We are all over the place. We are in your room right now, standing in the corner and watching over you as you sleep. I do that anyway. We are emotional stalkers, if anything. Yes. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Oh no. The Doobie Brothers are back. We also have a new bot on the Discord chat. Yes, which allows me to Doobie Brothers uh, when we get off track again. We haven't seen that for almost two years. You mean Mike uh, Long-time listeners will be familiar with them, but you know, new mm-hmm. listeners will wonder what's going on. Yeah, this is 314, so this is a pie show. So this is what we have become. We've decided that we're going to talk about baking this week. So is it about that time? To bake? to bake i think it's about that it is about that time this week in music movies and tv all right so pat picked november 7th 2005 which is the release of the album ariel by Kate Bush, so only Joel is going to be excited about this. Featuring a song titled Pie, and describes a man who has a complete infatuation with the calculation of pie, and she sings the number to its 78th decimal place. And I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with that song. Is it? Don't look it up. It's not good. Well, it's Kate Bush. It's nine minutes. Oh, I I got through about three and a half minutes of it before I was like, oh, this is not good. I got through about the 15th decimal place before I was like, yeah, I'm I'm out. Jeez. Yeah. You done good, son. You took one for the team. Don't listen to it. Don't do it. I'm not, I, I'm I'm looking at it and I posted Ariel to the chat and it says, would you like to play System of a Down Ariels? No. No. <laughs> no, no to all of that. Yeah. So. Joel. No. Music. The number one song in the land was Gold Digger by Kanye West featuring Jamie Foxx. I love that song. Really? Mm-hmm. Really. Hmm. 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 
Yeah, it's a pretty good song. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not usually a fan of Yay, but hmm. he's one of those guys' songs of his that I like. I really like, but most of them I don't. Mm-hmm. She take my money when I'm in need. This is one that will definitely get us tagged. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's why because we don't post to uh, YouTube. So. All right, so moving on then. Madonna earned her 36th top 10 single with her song Hung Up, tying her with Elvis Presley for the most top 10 singles. Hung Up was also Madonna's 47th top 40 single, the most for any female artist. The album is was featured on Confessions on a Dance Floor, hit number one in 40 countries, a new record. The Beatles' number one went to number one in 36 countries in 2000. And finally, on November 8th, the first Guitar Hero game was released for the PlayStation 2. The game became a major hit that increased the sales of artists who had their songs included in the games and made older artists and songs relevant to a new generation of kids. All right, this is where it bites me in the ass. Does anybody remember going to Gen Con where they were demoing the beta of Guitar Hero? No, I wasn't there for that one. Me either. I, I got heavily into Guitar Hero, but that was when the second one came out. So there was, obviously, it was like, it had to have been 2004, Gen Con. They had a booth at Gen Con, and they were demoing it. And the team was like, hey, we're looking for investors. You want to <laughs> invest? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> fucker, I got no money. And I'm like, if I had just taken the cash I had in my pocket. Right. At that time, there you go. Here's a hundred bucks. Put my name on that. And I I would have a lot better equipment for doing a podcast right now. (laughs) God bless it. That's crazy. Isn't it? I don't think I started until Guitar Hero 3. Yeah, I was working in a video game store when 2 came out and we had a demo unit. So like the few songs that were on the demo, I played over and over again. And I eventually ended up buying it for the 360. One of the best... A... Oh, go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say, I've only played that game maybe half a dozen times in my life. What? Yeah. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah, especially the really, really hard, like, free bird on hard. It's a skill that translates to absolutely nothing else. Yeah. But I completed that solo. In, in the Fire and Flames? That's a beast. That's rough, yeah. Yeah, I... I there was also a Gen Con where we went, where they had... Um, uh, the concert series where they have the orchestra playing all the video game music, video, video games live, and they had a competition of Guitar Hero out in the lobby beforehand, and whoever had the highest score, they eventually called them onto stage where they played the theme music to one of the video games along with Tommy Tellerico, who accompanied them on electric guitar, which was pretty cool. So. And thanks to Guitar Hero, it led us to that episode of this of South Park, <laughs> which was brilliant. Yeah, the kid playing it acoustically on the, oh my God, it's in the yes. cafe. Yeah. All right, moving on to movies. The number one movie in the land was Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the fourth film based on the books by J.K. Rowling. It premiered November 6th in London, and six days later it premiered in America. It went on to become the most successful film of the year, earning almost $900 million at the box office and $1.4 billion to this day. Good God. Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. I mean, it's made a half a billion dollars since the time it was like released new it's made more money than almost any other movie has ever made in the years since it was released that's crazy all right uh also movies released this week included get Richard i tryin derailed zara zathura walk the line and the acronym of the week ss jim which i'm pretty sure stands for so salty jizz in mouth gotta say you gotta be pretty close you're you're good i think i think you're uh i mean you're not wrong in spirit you're right yeah um no that would be sarah silverman jesus is magic but you're not wrong (laughs) fair enough and zathura the sequel to jumanji that nobody remembers also on November 14th, it was announced that Daniel Craig would be the new James Bond in the forthcoming Casino Royale. Which I really enjoyed that movie. Well, 
It had one of the worst poker scenes I've ever seen on cinema. But other than that, yeah, it was a good movie. Well, and you know me, I don't know anything about poker. I just like the movie as a whole. Yeah, and like I said, it's a it's a good movie. Just that one scene is so ridiculous, but it's still a fun movie. What was wrong with it? Oh my God! Do you really want to start this up? No. Yeah, I want no. to poke the pig. Come no. on. What's no. wrong? Come on, Pat. No. Well, okay, I will just go into real quick. No, no, real quick, real quick, I swear. I'm not even going to go into, like, the mechanics of everything that the dealer did wrong. I'm just going to talk about the, down the, river. the probability of all the hands that they put into one hand is so astronomically, ridiculously, unbelievably... It, you'll, you, No one will ever see that hand happen naturally. There's no way that that hand would ever happen without some without the dealer setting the deck. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, <laughs> Probability-wise, there's absolutely no chance that that would have happened naturally. There's a, there's a bigger chance that the guy would shuffle the cards and his hands would turn into two cooked ribeyes than there is for him to deal that hand out naturally. How are the ribeyes cooked? Mm. <laughs> I like that that's your sticking point. I'm not going to believe it if they're well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a way to cook a ribeye. So TV, the top shows in the land were a more American, American, American Idol, CSI, Desperate House, Housewives, and Grey's Anatomy. Desperate Housefrauls. Housefrauleins. CSI is the only one of those shows that I really watched with any regularity. I mean, I watched American Idol the first season or two. but Yeah, I, I watched the first season also. And I watched through the through the auditions of the second season, and then I never watched it again. I have seen none of those. I think to date, uh, Grey's Anatomy is still the number one <laughs> show in terms of numbers of hours on my Netflix account. Yeah, Sarah and I watched a bunch of it. I gotta watch that. It, it is. I think it's it's got to be streaming somewhere. No, it's unless they took it off Netflix. It was Netflix. Days of Our Lives celebrated its fortieth anniversary. On, on NBC on November 8th. That's ridiculous. And that was 14 years ago. Good. Yeah. God. That sounds about right. And it's Crazy still Anatomy is still streaming on Netflix. Good to know. 15 seasons worth. But 40 plus seasons of Days of Our Lives. Which is more. It is. You, you know what I like about the uh, soap operas is that you're able to find like stars and people in TV shows now that you did not know, you know, that they're just the, the cusp of their careers. They show up for like two, three episodes and then disappear or get stabbed or something. It's that's kind of fun. And they come back as an evil twin. I like watching the shows like law and order and CSI and all that kind of stuff that, that have a revolving door for actors. Mm -hmm. You find, you watch the, the 10, 15 year old episodes and you'll see like, you know, Random A-listers playing, you know, the husband of the dead woman or whatever. Yep. All right, all right, all right. All right, so also TV shows that, de that debuted this week were South of Nowhere, The Boondocks, Minority Team, and Charlie and Lola. Wow, I literally only know The Boondocks off that list. Charlie, the Boondocks and Charlie and Lola are the only two that are on my radar. South of Nowhere was some kind of like preteen drama that was on uh, some channel I'd never even heard of, and Minority Team I couldn't really find anything about. The Sea hard. All right, all right. No, I'm. I'm hang on, hang on. Before you go, on. okay. Uh -oh. So Minority Team, the plot of the show revolves around five superheroes, is each based on a racial or ethnic stereotype, who join forces to fight against a bunch of villains who are mostly discriminatory concepts. Good God. I mean, it's an, it was an adult swim show, so it was probably very offensive and, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, that scans. Yeah. So, you, so you've got Dr. Wang, the Chinese human calculator. Yikes. El Jefe, overweight mustache Mexican who fights crime with a leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fatso, voiced by Rodney Salisbury, a black uh, superhero who is the fastest man that ever was. 
and he also has the power to seduce or charm all white women in the immediate area. Was it was it Fatso <laughs> or Fasto? Fast. I'm sorry, Fasto. Okay. Uh, also, Jukano, a white bearded. <laughs> Jesus Christ! A white bearded, muscular man in a yabaka who can throw it like a deadly frisbee. <laughs> And the star of David Leotard with the powers of the Jewish faith and a fiery fury of an erupting volcano. This sounds like a Robert Smigel adventure. Wait, wait, wait. There's one more. Nonstop, an Indian convenience store owner who is immune to bullets and fire because of his lead-lined skin. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Holy <laughs> I wonder why that show didn't last. 19 episodes and one pilot uh, at 11 minutes apiece. Yep, that's an old story. The show, the show was about 11 years too soon. Oh, my God. The en- the enemies were the White Shadow, the Corporate Ladder, Racist Frankenstein, <laughs> the Standardized Test. Oh, my God. Seamus Misfisticuffs. Fuck. <laughs> Go on without me. Yeah, we've lost Mike, apparently. Racist Frankenstein got him. All right, moving on to sports. Thank you. On November 10th, French tennis star Amelie Marisomo beat Mary Pierce for the season-ending WTA Tour Championship at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Oh. I wondered when that happened. On November 13th, wrestling superstar Eddie Guerrero, a prominent member of the Guerrero wrestling family and former championship belt holder, was found unconscious in his hotel room by his nephew, Chavo. Despite attempted CPR, Eddie Guerrero was pronounced dead at 38 years old when paramedics arrived at the scene. An autopsy revealed that Guerrero died as a result of acute heart failure due to underlying atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Oof, that's not easy to say. No. You did pretty good. Thank you. That's uh, sad, though. At 38, that's young. Yeah, Eddie, I mean, that was, I, I remember when that happened. I wasn't really watching wrestling at the time, but, I mean, he was prominent enough of a figure to, it, it hit pop culture. Everybody heard about it, I remember. Yeah. Hmm. Just suddenly, out of the blue. And then lastly, uh, Best Mate was an Irish-bred, English-trained racehorse and three-time winner of the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Probably Keltenham, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, he was considered one of the most beloved horses in the history of horse racing in the UK. In 21 races, he had finished first in 14 and second in the other seven. His 22nd race was held November 1st of this week, and he never finished it. His jockey dismounted before the finish line, and best mate stumbled, went onto his knees, and died on the track of a massive heart attack. Jesus. Be- oh, my <laughs> Best mate's death was national news, and his ashes were buried beside the winning post at Cheltenham Racecourse. That is so sad. Absorbed. Dude. sucks. I'm going to punch you in the deck for that one. How old was the horse? He's just horsing around. Oh. Why the long face, Mike? Nay. I say nay. Because I'm a horse, Pat. Huh. It ain't going to get any better than this, so we better no. take us out, keyboard. Rain no. it in. No, 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 no. All right. I don't know what has happened to us, but we are now doing the baking show. <laughs> this is what we have become. And we're going to talk about... Well, this was, like we said at the beginning, this is a last-minute audible to decide to change the show because, you know, show 314 figured. Mm-hmm. Not going to have this opportunity any other show. Right. Show three one four and this and also we don't want to have to do a billboard show where the now is all Christmas music. Yeah, cut it a little too close to the end of the year. Yeah, I have to spread that out. I I don't want to be the only one having love for Mariah Carey. Spread it like peanut butter on a firm piece of toast, or a bagel. Shut your mouth. That's good. Who the hell puts peanut butter on a bagel? I've done it. It's not a regular thing, but I've done it. See? Yeah, see? How, wait, how did that prove both your points? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, did you bake as a child? Did you ever, I mean, like making cakes, making, is this a thing that we did? 
Uh, for sure, for me, this was absolutely a thing I did. Uh, I owned a cookie cookbook, and I made damn near what? every cookie in there. <laughs> what? I had a, yes, I had a cookbook that was literally like how to make uh, chocolate chip cookies, oatmeal raisin, uh, snickerdoodles, peanut butter cookies, and uh, like probably from the age of I want to say nine to like fourteen, I I made damn near everything in that book and some of them um many multiples of times all right well josh brought up a good thing here i mean a i had no idea i know 25 years and he's never baked, baked it us never a came cookie. up he's never baked us a cookie once right where the fuck are all my cookies josh there was a time when we were poor and every year we were giving out tins of cookies uh for christmas we just weren't hanging out or exchanging christmas gifts during those years but a lot of people have had my cookies <laughs> I'm, upset that, I'm upset that i've never had josh's cookies i, I will bake you guys some cookies you i have a i have a great well we'll save that for the now because there's a cookie that was not in that uh cookbook that uh, i've made in the last 10 years your signature cookie now yeah for sure yeah. nice so patrick did you bake as a child oh yeah i did all kinds of stuff in the kitchen i used to uh every time my mother was in the kitchen i would hang out with her because i loved learning how to cook and make and stuff so and you're a good cooker well thank you i'm I'm much better as a cook than a than a baker that's for sure we'll get to that when we you know it's a question later in the in the show baking is a is a science cooking is you know is an art this, yeah. you know you look that looks good this looks good that tastes good baking it's it's pure science that's yeah, you why have to stick to the recipes yeah you don't tweak those recipes unless you know what you're doing no <laughs> now can before we get to this, well, before I answer this question, can we define when we say baking, do we mean like cookies, cake, or does that cross over to like bread, bagels, that sort of thing? I would say bread is definitely baking. Yeah, bread is baking. Okay. Just want to make sure because as a kid, no. I mean, I, you know, I'd help my mom when she would bake a cake. And of course, what kid doesn't want to, you know, lick the beater once you've got cake batter on it? Yeah. Yeah, there's no. My mom even sometimes turned it off for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never, I never baked it. I, I cooked some as a kid, but I never, never baked. I always just kind of hung around and waited for the the bowl after the batter was in the oven. When I was twelve years old, my mom and I made rum balls for Christmas one year, which speaks volumes to my situation right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, Matthew's watching RoboCop yeah. in the other room. And... Yeah, he's watching RoboCop. We're making rum balls. What the hell is going on? Uh, we did okay. So Christmas, did you guys have the cookie shooter? What the hell is a cookie shooter? What? It's out back, right next to the turkey carcass. <laughs> All right, I refuse to believe that none of you know what a cookie shooter is, dude. In my neighborhood, we hid if we the cookie shooter was around. <laughs> I shot the cookie shooter. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to catch a chocolate chip in our ass. <laughs> Me pop cap in your ass. No, seriously, it's like it's like a, a cylinder. You fill it full of cookie dough, and it has like a uh, squeeze. Oh, it's almost like a caulk gun. Wait, did your family just take a salad shooter and put cookie dough into it? No. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just making sure. That's an awesome idea. <laughs> apparently, we took a uh, a uh, caulk gun and put cookie dough in it. But no, it's like you 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 fill the cylinder full of cookie dough, and at the end of it, you have like a star shape or a a bell shape or something, and you squeeze it, and it pops out just enough to make a cookie out of it. And you can like, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, who did that, Joel? Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Quick repeat. Like two, three, four. What do you not know about repeat? All right. You put out all these cookies onto the uh, cookie sheet, but they all look like bells. How does nobody else have a cookie shooter? I know what you're talking about now. It's like a like a Play-Doh thing, but it yeah. shoots out a cookie in a specific shape. I've seen them on it's cooking that. shows. Huh. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of little discs that you put in the front that look like bells or wreaths or um stars or something and you just like spurt out all the cookies that's actually smart because if you if you roll out dough and you use a cookie cutter you've got a lot of wasted dough i mean you can you know roll it up and spread it out again but right it's a lot easier and a lot less waste 
that was that was what our thing was. We made up a bunch of dough, we put it in the cookie shooter, or we made rum balls, or in one case, we made rum balls, forgot about them after we put them in the tin and put them on top of the fridge, and then <laughs> ate them for ate them for Valentine's Day and woo wee. Um but yeah, that that was like <laughs> considering like holiday type stuff. That was they fermented. They did. <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing in my life. What? I'm learning so much this episode. <clears throat> no, you take if you make rum balls and you put them and you put them and you store them, they get stronger as time goes on. I'd heard that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's fun. I got some rum balls from 1987. I'm waiting to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to eat that. It's going to be like the Quaalude scene in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Somehow these are 300% alcohol. How does this happen? <laughs> but only 38 calories. He ate one and got instant cirrhosis. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, I remember, I remember uh, also speaking of that type of cookie, uh, making Christmas cookies. But again, I wasn't baking them, but you know, decorating them and 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 whatnot. I remember one year when Angela and I were dating, we spent the whole year making just hundreds of cookies for everybody. We made bins and bins and bins and sent them all across the country for all our families and everything. That was fun, but it was exhausting. It was literally like the, a month long project. What's a lot of work? Yeah. Found like random addresses and just send them cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We didn't get any, though. Oh, that was back when I had family and friends. <laughs> <laughs> what are we? The fuck? <laughs> We're neither. Any, anyway, moving on. Uh... <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so your parents, did they actually bake? Was that was that a thing? Or was there like, like in my case... More often than not, it was a holiday thing. Only on the holidays? Like, not, not during the rest of the year? Have you met my mom? <laughs> Point taken. My mom did not bake. My mom spent a ton of time in the kitchen. She was always cooking and baking stuff, so... Yeah, mm. my, my my dad never... You know, unless it was barbecue-related, he didn't do anything. But... My mom cooked a lot, but baking, unless it was like a cake... You know, or something like that. Like my my great aunt used to make a pineapple upside down cake before she passed, which is still to this day one of my favorite cake recipes. My my mom was uh, making like customized birthday cakes long before like this whole new wave of making them. Like she made me a Hulk Hogan cake for like my eighth birthday or something like that. Nice. What? Yeah. She, like for my sixth birthday, she made me a locomotive cake, like different cars and all kinds of shit on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, my my mom was a you know was it was a great great stay at home mom. Like my parents made a decision that my dad was going to you know work as much as he could in overtime and shit, and my mom would stay home with the kids. And she showed they both embraced their roles pretty well. Hmm. Huh. I yeah. See, thinking back on it, I know my mom would make the occasional round of cookies or brownies or whatever, but mostly I remember either banana bread or beer bread. Hmm. I didn't have a lot of beer bread when I was a kid, but banana bread, yes, with my grandmother. And the other big thing was around Easter. Oh, my God. Carrot cake. For sure. That's that's another similar to those other kind of sweet breads. And that's the thing is, I think a lot of families, oh, it's beer. Well, the alcohol bakes out of it. You just end up with this Mm -hmm. sweet flavored bread that has a, a specific sweet yeasty flavor. That I remember having quite a bit as a kid. Yeah. My grandma used, I remember going to her house over Easter and she would be like, all right, we're making the carrot cake. Here's 10 pounds of carrots. Start grating them. Yeah, but it's worth it, though, because I, 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 oh. I love some a good carrot. A bad carrot cake is a, is a bad thing. There's, there's a lot of variance between carrot cakes. For sure. Mm-hmm. It, okay. In my mind, the best carrot cake always looks like a lamb. It's a lamb cake for Easter. Is this like the, covered in the like the butter? What? Yeah, yeah. We had this discussion and, on one of the shows, and nobody knows what you're talking about. Well, no, no. When it comes to the lamb cake, I know exactly no, what he's talking about. I know you do. We were trying to make him. Oh, oh. never mind. It was going to be the turkey carcass all over again. Yeah, white uh, white frosting. Some people put shredded coconut on it, and frequently there mm-hmm. are uh, jelly beans. Right. 
So you take the it's a, and it's always like a brick or two bricks of cream cheese mm-hmm. with sugar. Mix that up and then you coat carrot cake in that. A good cream cheese frosting is perfect with the carrot cake. Oh yeah, and I'm not a big sweets guy, but I I will I will eat some carrot cake. Now I like the cream cheese covering cream cheese frosting with the with the coconut. Are you guys down with the coconut or not? No, that's one of my least favorite flavors. I, unfortunately, coconut. Yeah, I love coconut. Yeah, Laura loves it, but I I I don't, I, I don't think I've ever tried carrot cake with coconut and the icing though. What? Yeah. I, you, if you oh. haven't had the lamb cake or the uh, bunny cake, you probably wouldn't have because it's really only there to give the uh, appearance of fur or fluff or hair. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. That, yeah, because yeah, I've never had any of those. So, yeah. Right. There you go. Well, if we're talking about grandparents, every holiday, especially Christmas, my, my grandmother would bake a cherry pie, an apple pie, a pecan pie, rhubarb pie, and then she'd mm. make tons of cookies just like You'd walk in the house and it was just like you'd gain five pounds just stepping into the kitchen. <laughs> that wasn't counting the meal. That was just, that was just all the dessert. You just float in on the on the scents in your nose, like in the cartoons. Right? It's no wonder I was a fat kid. <laughs> She's like, You want some more pie? And I'm like, Oh, thank you. She's like, Cherry or apple? I'm like, Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> just mash them together. All right. <clears throat> on the on the other side of things, I had a German and a Polish grand grandmother. Oh shit. Oh yeah, it is. It is the fact that I am not like five hundred pounds right now, <laughs> like your grandfather was. Oh, <laughs> dude, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little. It's only he it's was, only been fifteen years. He was a big man. I don't think you could deny that. <laughs> no, I cannot. I cannot deny that that man really enjoyed his baking. Yeah, but on the on the German side, my grandmother on my dad's side was just like. You would go over Thanksgiving or Easter or Christmas, and there was like the lemon meringue pie with the meringue on the top, and she was always able to get it where it had the little like the, the little ball, yeah, the little peaks and the balls of caramel on the top of it. Oh, oh yeah, oh my God, she was amazing. In fact, I mean, this kind of kind of trickles into the now, but my aunt took her cookbook and copied <laughs> over a bunch of. What? I'm just imagining her aunt like sneaking in and going zoinks and running away with it. And I was like, what the hell? Where's my right. cookbook? In her defense, it was after she was dead. But uh, my aunt took a whole bunch of her recipes and put them into a family cookbook and gave it to everybody. Aww. And it's funny because my my older, my younger, I'm sorry, my younger daughter uh, loves to bake cookies, muffins, everything. We had her muffins. And there was. Yeah, she's oh, yeah. a good baker too. Oh, she she really gets into it. There was one recipe where she was like, "This recipe says that it should be in the in the oven for twenty six and a half minutes." And I'm like, "Well, you better set <laughs> that thing for twenty six and a half because Grandma did not screw around when it came to baking." And it, it, I think she was making she made potato chip cookies. What? What? Yeah, yeah I've got have a little you, question mark here too. Have you never had that? No. It's like sugar cookie. I will send you guys the recipe. It's sugar cookies with like uh, ruffles crushed up and mixed into the. They're totally a thing, and they're really good. Like the same concept as salted caramel. You get that mm. crunch from the uh, potato chips. Mike's not alone on this one. Woo! I mean, I like sweet and salty, so I'm on board. Imagine like a snickerdoodle. That sweet snickerdoodle type uh, caramely f- flavor to it, but that saltiness of the of the uh, potato chips on the other side. Hmm. I can get down yeah. with that. Good stuff. Are we ready for the next question then? Uh, like, do you prefer to bake or cook things, or did you prefer to bake or cook things? I've always preferred to cook, just because, like we were talking about earlier, you know, uh, baking is a science, and you pretty much have to stick to the recipe. Or or you got you know a good chance that you're not going to end up with something good. But cooking is a lot more just you know freedom, a lot more just you know stick to your guidelines. But you don't have to like you don't have to follow the letter of the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and growing up when when you know when I was learning how to cook things, it was easier to cook than to bake for that exact reason. Because if you messed up a little, it's not the end of the world. You know your cake doesn't not rise or 
whatever. It turns out soupy. Yeah, it was it was always a little easier to learn that for sure. And what's funny is while I think the answer has flip-flopped as an adult, as a kid, because I started on cookies, my answer probably would have been baking. It was all just following the uh, recipe exactly. But do you find that's helped you as as a cook, though? Uh, you know, getting that base, uh, probably, probably starting with uh, something that's a little more complicated and following directions and getting some basic technique probably carried mm. through to skills as an adult in cooking in general. I, I have to agree with Josh on this one because the, like you said, the baking is a science, cooking is an art. Learning the baking and really kind of bleeds over into the cooking because. There is there are points where you're like, oh, shit, I should have added the bay leaf 30 minutes ago. You know, there's there's stuff that, you know, you kind of have to do, but you can recover from it. With one of the things that I did when I was a kid, I took a cooking class in high school. And for my final, I was going to I was going to make a chocolate souffle. Unfortunately, nobody labeled the powdered sugar box that was in the because at that point, my mom was really big into the. Tupperware containers for everything. Ah, yes. Yes, but nothing was labeled. So I made a chocolate souffle, pulled out what I thought was flour, what in fact was actually powdered sugar. And then when I came in for my final, I was like, hey, check out this ice cream topping. Because <laughs> it was like, it, um, I, about like 20 minutes into it, I'm like, it's not rising. Why is it not rising? You know, and then my mom came in. And she's like, oh, did you use this? container yeah that's not flour i still got a b so <laughs> for your ice cream topper my ice cream frosting yeah i kind of regret that i didn't ever take like a home ec class because you know something like like the typing class at the time i was like this has got no real bearing on my life and now i use i type constantly that's you know my, mm. part of my job but i never took like a home ec class and i kind of regret that now because uh, you know, hearing stories like that, I think it would have been kind of nice to have some quote unquote formal education in that arena, you know, especially with baking. Did you guys, Josh and Pat, did you take that kind of class? Uh, no, we didn't offer it at my school. I went to a, a smaller school than even you guys did. Yeah, it was offered at my uh, school, but I didn't take it. I, I think that uh, we had a little bit of cooking in one of the classes. It might have been chemistry where the near the final we did fudge to teach crystal formation. Mm. I did not actually take home ec. I took with the th there were two offerings and I took whatever the other one was. Mm. So the thing with fudge is it's it's cheap to make, but really difficult to do. Right. That's another one of those that, yeah, it's, it, when it's done well, it's really good. But when it's not done well, it's it's just sickly sweet. Mm -hmm. Well, because the whole thing is you're super saturating a chocolate solution with sugar, so it starts to crystallize. So you want a little bit of that. Uh, you you bite into it, and there's a little bit of almost chalkiness to it. Mm -hmm. But if you get the sugar mix wrong, like you say, it could be brittle. It could be overly sweet. There's both a consistency and a flavor component there. I know exactly what you guys are talking about, too. 100%. <laughs> Not from baking it, but from having various fudges that are at those different stages of good and bad. And sometimes, like, you know, the consistency, it, I mean, it's not just the first bite that has a chalky taste, but it's like the whole thing is like a brick of chalk because, like, it's too brittle, like what you were talking about. I remember uh, one of the biggest batches of fudge we ever bought. We we got a bunch of awesome fudge at a shop in Canada and threw it in the cooler and failed to realize that the ice in the cooler was going to melt into water. And we like lost $50 worth of fudge. Ooh. Oh, various flavors, some of which we hadn't even actually gotten around to trying. Just like oh. this, this bag that the water from the melted ice had gotten straight into the bag and just made soup, sugar soup. Oh, hmm. that's terrible. Soup. No, uh, one of the things I actually got for Christmas was the oh fudge fudge from one of my girls. It's a Christmas uh, story fudge. It's got Ralphie on the front. <laughs> It's good. Chocolate fudge. I mean, it's done well enough that it actually tastes like fudge, so it's not, you know, not too bad. Did you shoot your eye out when you ate it? 
I stabbed my fel- stabbed myself in the eye with a knife. <laughs> That's why you should put a cork on the end of it. <laughs> so, favorite baked good as a child? As a child. Well, for me, my uh, my favorite birthday cake, which I would probably count as my favorite baked good as well, was always uh, marble cake. Not with a frosting, but with a, like a glaze on it instead of a frosting. And my mom would make that for me every year for my birthday. And that just has always been my favorite cake. I think as a, as a kid, mine was a German chocolate cake. For me, it was probably the jelly donut, the, the simple jelly donut. Probably for me as a kid, my grandmother's lemon meringue pie. Just, I mean, you just want to put your face in it. I fucking love <laughs> pie. Like, I've always been more a pie person than a cake person, personally. Now, here's a question for you Are you more of a like cherry pie or like a custard pie type of guy? So, like fruit pie versus custard pie. Yeah. Oh, don't make me choose. <laughs> I, I'm more of a fruit pie guy, personally. Apple, apple or cherry, either one. And I'm, I'm happy. I don't, I never, I never liked pecan pie or any of that. <gasps> meringue or chocolatey whatever pies how do you not like pecan pie oh god it's disgusting but here's the thing about pecan pie though is of all of the flavors of pie it is the one that has the most variance in quality i've had some incredible pecan pies and i've had some nearly inedible ones i mean i don't like pecans anyway but it's just so sweet and just something about the consistency just i have i have to back josh in this one that is true there isn't a lot of middle ground on pecan pie. It's either perfect or why did I buy this? So, Joel, you are being saved dick, a dick slapping for the next time I see you. <laughs> oh, I wanted one. Now, has anyone besides me ever had chess pie? Yes. I fucking love chess pie. Chess pie. I did not know what chess pie was up until about a year and a half ago. I, I learned about 10 years ago, but that that is the a, a distinct variant on the custard pie, where it's a buttermilk custard pie with a bit of vinegar, and it's it, when done correctly. It's very hard to get it to set up. Amazing. There is a pie place in Louisville that is amazing with the chess pie because they make their own French vanilla ice cream to go with it. Ooh, yum. Oh, dude, it is just uh, just good stuff all around. Yeah, depending on, I know it's a Southern thing. Yeah. But you have flour, butter, sugar, and eggs for sure, and frequently cornmeal in the filling, and often either uh, buttermilk or uh, vinegar or both as a stabilizing agent. I discovered the chest pie. I ate the chest pie and thought it was amazing. And then later on, I discovered how to make the chest pie. And when it got into that vinegar, vinegar type of thing, I was like, what? Yeah, you got to be careful with it because that's the thing is it's it's got the consistency, if you guys haven't had it, of basically lemon curd. But it's this vanilla buttermilk curd in a pie shell. So it's not savory? It's still sweet? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, huh. Or like a, imagine like a, a chocolate curd instead of lemon curd. I mean, I've heard of them before. I've never had one. I've seen them, but if you get a chance to have it uh, anywhere in the South, I would. I, I only had it because uh, Sarah's family it was one of the things that they made, and the first time I had it, I was like, "This is one of the best pies I've ever had." Hmm. Yeah, I think we're ready for the break, and we can come back. We've already started to bleed over into stuff from our adult life, anyway. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, chess pie and fried chicken. Hmm. You had me in fried chicken. You get the you get a fried chicken. You get fried chicken, and you have the chest pie at the end of it because it's like that. You still have the like salty flavor in your mouth from the fried chicken, and then you go into the sweet, almost kind of like Josh said, almost kind of vinegary of the um of the chest pie, and it's so good. Huh. I might have to try it. I mean, I'd try it. Try anything twice. Yep. Matt. Yep. All right. All right. Well, I guess we will be back in a little bit and we will talk about baking now for our pie uh, show.
right. So now we are going to talk about getting baked in the now. <laughs> That's a different show. Is it? No, maybe. Well, just a nod to the state of Illinois where multiple of us are. Marijuana has just gone legal as of yesterday. Yep. So that's a thing that happened. Recreational Mariana. Mar- Mariana? Recreational <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> Recreational marijuana. <laughs> See? Shut up. The guys got confused <laughs> and smoked marinara. <laughs> All I want is garlic bread. <laughs> yes. So anyway, moving on. So does any do any of us still actually bake? The short answer? Well, no. The the answer to that is kind of. The only thing that I've baked that wasn't bread or I make homemade bagels, which is yeah, that's a, a fun thing. fun little art form if you've never done it, having to boil it. I was just about to ask you if you if you boil them. Yep. Yeah. I make it from scratch. Now you gotta eat them fresh because they don't when they're like that, they don't hold like they're not as good the like two days later, but if you get them right after they're fresh, they're so good. I did bake a cake once, and I made the mistake of trying to ice it too soon. Oh, <laughs> yeah! All the icing pools up at the bottom. Yeah, rookie and mistake. It, yeah, it looked like uh, like a potted plant because <laughs> <laughs> you know all the cake, all the cake was getting pulled off and. Uh, it was it was not a pretty sight. It tasted all right. It was a little dry, but you know, all in all, for my first and only attempt at baking something that wasn't bread, it wasn't that bad. But my bagels are good. There's something to be said about a good bagel. Yeah, yeah. When I'm not on keto, bagels like a staple in the rotation of breakfasts. I love a good bagel. Love it. I don't really do um, much baking anymore. I don't do a whole lot of anything in the kitchen anymore, really. I don't know why. I just don't. I can't remember the last thing I baked. I will occasionally still do cookies, including my signature cookie, which I teased earlier. It's a uh, oh, oh, it's a chocolate chocolate chip cookie with cherry flavored craisins. It's a black forest cookie. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You better bring those to Gen Con. He loves his craisins. Yeah, I will be off of keto, and they, they don't taste like cranberry at all. They taste like cherry pieces. I don't give a shit about your diet. You making them for us? <laughs> well there's no way i'm finishing a uh, batch of those without eating them so i couldn't say <laughs> do them like now i don't give a damn about your diet you bring them <laughs> no <laughs> and he won't too no i'll probably make some if we all remember which means i probably won't make some <laughs> i'm gonna set a reminder right now <laughs> set a calendar reminder make josh bake cookies august I already have an August 2020 reminder to make Jay moonwalk for some reason. I don't remember what that's about. But... <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think the most recent thing I, I quote unquote baked, it wasn't really baking, but I did a uh, vegetable ranch pizza for New Year's. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, the base of that's crescent roll dough. So Okay. Huh. Crescent rolls are good. They're just buttery enough. But they're really hard to make correctly. Like from scratch, you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I've ever had a scratch crescent roll. I've only ever had them out of a little pop tube. We, yeah. have a friend, we have a French bakery over here by uh, not too far from my house. And every now and then I go in there and get just a, like a dozen croissants and bring them home. Oh, they're so good. Just a plain old croissant. You don't need to put anything on it. Just heat it up. Mm. So yeah. buttery. Yeah, <laughs> mm. and croissanti, croissanti, and so fr- so French, very French, very French. You get the the more of them you eat, the smellier you get. <laughs> I've had two. I give up. <laughs> so yeah, um, I when I do bake, I do prefer doing the next. The next question is uh. Prefer baking from scratch or out of a box. I prefer baking from scratch myself. I used to have a, a KitchenAid mixer, and I used to love you know making stuff with that mixer. It was the the pride of my kitchen, and then uh, it was just yet another thing that that, that broke for the truck. I burnt the motor out on it, grating cheese. 
Huh. You see, that's the thing is for a lot of things, I would say I would normally prefer scratch, but those box cakes there, it's hard to beat like everything being perfectly proportioned. Yeah. It takes the, you know, the guesswork out of everything. That's for sure. It's a lot easier and a lot faster. If you're in a rush, it is so much easier to have that whole like box cake. I'm going to make a confetti cake open it up, dump it in the bowl, make it type of thing versus I, I have to defend Pat on this one because standing there and like sifting the flour and all that sort of thing. If you need to get somewhere and you promise that you're going to make something, grab a box. Yeah. And that's the thing is there is value for sure in making it from scratch, but you also, there's a lot more mess, like extra mixing cups. Uh, oh yeah. Tablespoons, teaspoons, etc. And then, and then you have the argument: Where the hell is the half a teaspoon? Why can't nobody find the half a teaspoon? All right. Apparently, I'm the only person. <laughs> I I always put my shit away where it's supposed yeah, to. Yeah, same here. And that's the thing is, yeah, they're they're both like very particular. And Sarah and I don't have kids, so like one of us, it, there's only two of us to lose it. Basically, Def- defend me, Josh. Try <laughs> <laughs> man. You have too many people in your household. That's oh your problem. Oh, my God. The last thing I baked, what was the last thing you guys baked? Definitely crescent roll dough for that vegetable pizza. Yeah. Hmm. What was the last thing I baked? Cornbread. Uh, I guess cornbread. Yeah, I've got my own cornbread recipe that I that I put actual corn in and I use powdered sugar with. And If we're, if we're talking a dessert, though. Ooh. Yeah, I haven't baked any desserts since the cake. <laughs> that was the one and only attempt. Last, well, not yeah, last Thanksgiving, this last one a month ago, my mm. niece made this uh, pecan pie cheesecake. Ooh. Oh my lord! It's probably my new favorite dessert of all time because it used to be brownies. You know, spoiler alert: I'm giving away the last question, but yeah, it used to be brownies. But that dessert was so amazing that oh. That sounds amazing. It really, it really was. It was, it was one of my favorite desserts I've ever had. I ate like half the damn pan. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it I, was ridiculous how how much I ate of it because I couldn't stop eating it. I, every time I walked in the kitchen, I was like, "Oh, let me just take a little. Oh, let me take a little nibble. Oh, let me take another little nibble." I was all, I was all Linda Belcher about it every time I went in the kitchen. All right. I I see you as more like um. Like Lord of the Rings, like my precious. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably accurate too. Well, that, that's yeah. how I was when I got down to the bottom of the Tupperware. I was, I was like, I'm, taking, I'm taking this much more seriously now. This is all mine. What about you, Mike? Last thing I baked. Yep. Unicorn poop cookies. Okay, I'm familiar with those. Which was a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Oh my god! I'm imagining, I'm imagining a lot of sprinkles involved in that. Well, it, it no no no, it's not really the sprinkles and all that because the sprinkles come up at the end, which is not a big deal. The problem was if you want to have an actual rainbow cookie, you have to make the batter in blue, fridge it, make the bladder bladder. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> make the ba- make make you it have to red. Keep making the different colors and, and right. Freezing it. Oh, that's oh my god! And then you roll them out and you mix them up and then you make them look like they're a little like rainbow pile of poop. Uh, there is a lot of work going into it. Yeah, um, I hate it. Yeah, I more at this point it was like, all right, you know what? All these colors taste the same. Make me one goddamn cookie that looks like a pile of poop. Die in brown. I don't even care if I'm looks like I'm eating a peel a piece of shit. It's tasty. So you would uh, rather have the the blue flavored chocolate? Yeah. Oh, totally. There you go. <laughs> so so both Pat and Joel had mentioned their cornbread. Mike, do you, I assume you've made cornbread? Oh yeah. D- now is it from a particular recipe? Because I know mine is a, a, a sweet cornbread that uh, is from from the south. Uh, Uses Seven Up. Ooh. What? Huh. Yep. You crazy cracker. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I have never, ever heard of that. I Okay, in, in, in his defense, I have made 
a uh, um, Dr. Pepper cake before. Uh, and... yeah, I've heard of cakes with that, but not cornbread. Yep, cornbread with uh, 7-Up. It was uh, anecdotally from an old blues musician. Yeah, the same cookbook that taught me my jambalaya and uh, a couple other recipes. That's where I got my cornbread from. <laughs> was that old cornbread soda pop Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I had it in my head that was Blind Lemon Jefferson, but he died before 7-Up came out. So I, I think my memory is incorrect. Hmm, I've never heard of that. I yeah. I cook my I cook my cornbread in a big old cast iron pan I have. Yeah, me too. Yep. Mm. That's the best way to do it, get the nice crust on it. Yeah. Cornbread should be made in cast iron. Now, okay, we we kind of talked about it a bit, but like if you have a, an event coming up, where is the gauge between okay, I have an event I should totally make this scratch versus screw it, I'll get a box. My my line is if we have a baking or some sort of like bring something in for work, a box, anything with the family, make it from scratch. My whole thing is if I'm going to do it, I do it right. I just I do everything. If, if I'm going to bake, I'm going to do it from scratch. All right. I'm going to call out that that goes contrary to your entire life. No, I mean, not really. I mean, I just that the problem is over the last few years, I've just choose not to do anything. <laughs> zero or 100 i choose zero i have chosen zero <laughs> over the last few years yes that that checks out yeah all right it tracks i'm good yeah but pat doesn't mess around when he cooks though no mm-hmm. yeah as as it comes down to the uh conversation or the uh pat and i get into a fight about potatoes <laughs> right yeah we were adorable I don't care we, what they say. I'm going to say it right now. If we were a gay couple, we'd be fantastic. <laughs> and we would eat really well. Yeah. As you're not, you guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out. Do your parents, family, SIG, or anything else bake from scratch now? My mom still does. She made a couple pies from scratch for Christmas and for Thanksgiving. Ooh, what'd she make? She made a cherry pie and she made a lemon meringue pie for Christmas. Oh, say it again and, slowly. <laughs> Thanksgiving, she made a pecan pie and a pumpkin pie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sarah and I both bake. She probably bakes more often than I do. Probably most likely to bake bread, but uh, other cookies. I mean, obviously, when we're on keto, not a big baked good thing. But when we're on anything goes, we both bake. And we also discovered that using a bread maker requires a little bit more practice than the box seems to indicate. Cause the first mm. bread that came out of a bread machine was inedible. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like inedible. How like too tough or it was weird consistency. Like it was like super hard in some places, like ropey, chewy, almost rubbery in others. Like I, I think so you have to get the ingredients in very carefully uh, into the machine at the right spot to make sure it all mixes and kneads correctly. Otherwise, you end up with partially over-kneaded, partially under-kneaded bread. Hmm. Yeah, some of it was too hard to bite through, and some of it was basically bread rubber. Would it be under-ned? Maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of what the grammar is in that. Is it under-ned or under-kneaded? I don't... I, I think it's kneaded, but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't... That's a weird word. I don't know. Because yeah, I've never seen it written as, uh, like... K N E D. I've never seen. I, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever even heard that word. Un un unneeded. Unned. Huh. Um, I don't know. Mike's looking it up, or somebody's looking it up. I, am. I hate you all so much. It's <laughs> underneeded. Okay, it's underneeded. Okay, all right. right. Cool. Answering the important questions. Yes. Um, my mom doesn't really. I mean, occasionally she'll make a cake for like a birthday or something, but um. She still makes her no bake cookies, which I don't know if that really qualifies because in the name it's you're not actually yeah. baking. But um, I was gonna say, how could you ask if no bake counts in our baking show? <laughs> because I wanted to talk about her no bake cookies. <laughs> like, does He Man count in our Ghostbuster show? No, Joel. <laughs> he does. He was a Ghostbuster. <laughs> he busted Orko. Well, he's not really a ghost, but I'm gonna stop talking now. <laughs> I was waiting to see how long you were going to keep going. <laughs> Stop talking now. <laughs> Tell me uh, about your baking. 
<laughs> uh, I think I'm done. What? I talked about no bake cookies and and no, no, no. You cannot say no bake cookies and not explain what the hell that means. Oh, you don't you don't know what no bake cookies? No. Yeah, they're basically a combination of like peanut butter, fudge, usually uh, rolled oats. I think there's a couple other things in, but that's basically what they are, where they uh, mm. cool and they solidify into these lumps. Yeah, and they're like, they don't really have a necessarily a cookie consistency. It's probably a bit more like wet sand, mm, like a <laughs> like a fudgeish sort of thing, a little bit. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a fudge or one of those uh, Mexican sugar cookies. What? Yeah, it's good. Josh, but knows, it's, Josh you know, knows what I'm talking about yeah. with the Mexican. Yeah. There's no baking involved, per se. No, no, but it's kind of like a gritty almost texture because it's mostly oat. Yeah. They're good. Huh. I can't eat too many of them, but they're, but they're good. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't heard of them. No. Yeah. They're, they're, kind, of, they're kind of fun. But it's not baking. Yeah, no. Not, not baking. It's in the name. Yeah. So my side of the family, I have a baker. Yes, you do. My younger daughter, Sophie, she is at the point where she's like, we'll be sitting and watching YouTube or whatever. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to make some brownies. And, and she doesn't even go to the book. There's, I mean, she's got the recipes in her head. Yeah, she's, she's good. Yeah. Cookies, brownies, um, muffins. Muffins? Yeah, oh God, yeah. Cupcakes. And she's the one who got a hold of my uh, grandmother's cookbook. Anybody else got anything to say? I think we've just about. Well, before we get to the favorite, before we get to the favorite, the other uh, odd thing that uh, we used to make a lot that uh, relied heavily on the box uh, is stuff with Bisquick. In in particular, uh, a mock red lobster cheddar bay biscuit mm. using bisquick and doing a pancake straight uh from bisquick mix mm. i've been eating a bunch of like little cheese straw type things my mom made for christmas uh out of bisquick and some powdered cheese stuff you know you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah they're all they're, they're very much like the cheddar bay biscuits yeah very versatile product yeah i've been snacking on those since Christmas. All right. So last question then, our favorite baked good now, which is a difficult question for me. Um, I mean, if we're talking sweets, you know, for me still, it really hasn't changed. I mean, I still love a good marble cake or a cherry or apple pie actually for Christmas. I had a little of both that were quite tasty. What about carrot cake? I do love a good carrot cake, but I'm more of a savory guy. So, you know, there are plenty of savory baked goods, like lots of breads. Empanadas. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, bagels and, and any kind of bread. I'm thankfully not <laughs> gluten sensitive, right? Being hell, because I love my bread. What's your What's your guys' opinion on empanadas? Yes. I mean, I can't have them now, but when I can have them, I, I will have them. Yeah, I like them of any any filling. I don't care what, what you put in them. That reminds me, I did make uh, a couple of years ago, I made a... Uh, uh, it was a recipe with like crescent roll dough and apples. So it's kind of like an apple turnover kind of thing. That was pretty good. A little too sweet for me, but. Uh, and I already, I already spoiled this earlier. Like a month ago, my answer would have been brownies, but now it's uh, the pecan pie cheesecake. That thing was amazing. I am still going to go for my very favorite being in the donut family. But instead of being like a more traditional Dunkin' Donut, I'm going to have to go with the Noble Eclair. Mmm. Mmm. Nice. I like fritters more than I like eclairs myself. I like beignets. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, beignets actually from New Orleans, it's it's hard to beat. Yeah, the Café du Monde, obviously. Yeah. I, I've had them all over the world when they got like trendy, but uh, nothing has been quite like the ones I had at Dumond. Yeah, the originals. Mm-hmm. That may be my uh, big baking thing is beignets. Have you made them? Oh, yeah. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. But you can do them uh, from the box or from scratch, and they're fantastic. So that's that's my big thing. 
Beignets are delicious. I think we can all agree with that. You ever had them, Joel? I don't think so. It doesn't, I mean, not that I knew of anyway. They're like, God, how would you describe them? They're like crepes. French? Yeah, they're French. They're like they're like a combination of fritters and crepes. Well, I, I don't almost covered in could, powdered sugar. I'd almost call them more donut-ish than crepe. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, they're definitely in the don't. They're they're like in the donut family, but they're God, I don't know how you would exp- yeah, but they're this okay. really like light dough that's fried and coated in powdered sugar. Mm, like a cronut. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Mm. But they're more delicate than that. Yeah, cronuts seem to be a bit hardier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, they're the donut croissant. Where the, These are specifically fried. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've had one. No, now, I want, now I want beignets. <laughs> I don't think I've had one. Yeah, they're they're delicious. If you ever, you ever see them somewhere, you definitely try them out. I'd try it. I'd give anything a try. Uh, is it time for thumbs up, thumbs down on baking? <laughs> yeah. I'm 100% on baking. <laughs> I'm definitely thumbs up on, on baking, eating baked goods, people baking for me, baking for other people. Being baked. Being baked, definitely. I am thumbs down on baked goods because I can't eat any. So. Aww. But that's only temporary. You know, it's, mm. not, it's not overriding. Right, just for another six months. Ouch. Mm. I'm thumbs up on baking, for sure. All right. So, Joel, what do we have next week? Uh, we're going to try it again. We're going to try the Billboard show. So, get ready. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, give us your thoughts about your favorite baked goods, or maybe you have strong opinions about one of the pies we talked. Maybe you have opinions about cornbread. I don't know. Let us know. Give us a call at 708-NOW-RAP. That's 708-669-9727. Maybe they want to talk chess pie. Maybe. All right, so uh, if you're looking for more of this, iTunes, Blueberry, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Podverse FM, NoonFM.com, and all sorts of pod places. If you can't find us, you're not looking hard enough. That's the true story. Yes. Shut up. Good night. I say, I say, I say, I say, I swear to God, because in my head, this is so fucking funny. I can't even get it out. I want to get Joel whatever enough that we can at some point glue a tiny little top hat to his head the night before his wedding. Just imagine a little cockeyed top head on the top of his head, just glued there. He can't get rid of <laughs> Well, I'll let you in on a little secret. One of Laura's favorite things is tiny hats. Oh, that would be amazing in so many she ways. She loves then. tiny hats.